Welcome to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I would like to welcome you to my show. On this podcast, we will be talking about what it means to be a Catholic bride, how to prepare for marriage, and how to walk with your spouse towards heaven. I'm excited that you're here, and I invite you to grab your favorite drink, settle in, and let's have a heart-to-heart about what it means to be a Catholic bride in today's world. everybody and welcome back to the Catholic Brides podcast. Today I'm joined by Elaine Miller. Elaine is an introverted former engineer. She taught high school math as a newlywed and has since transitioned to homeschooling her two young boys and running a small business. Her favorite saint is JP2. Her favorite gospel is the gospel of Luke and her favorite Marian devotion is Our Lady of Sorrows. Her husband and her hand nodded over 200 rosaries for her wedding and have been praying together ever since. Welcome to the show, Elaine. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here. I'm excited to get to know you a little bit better through this conversation. Why don't we just start by um, having you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your story as a Catholic uh, wife and mother? Sure. So um, I'm a cradle Catholic and um, Grew up um, kind of loosely in the faith. I went to Catholic schools, which was great for a kind of foundation. Um, and then, you know, home life was um, less um, kind of liturgically involved. Um, and then um, in, let's see, I went to a Catholic, uh, a local Catholic college, and that's where I met my husband. Um, we were both uh, engineering majors, and so we have that background um, in common. As you mentioned, I, I was an engineer for a few years, and then I've moved on since then. Um, and so we, like I said, we met in college, dated through college, and then got engaged soon after college. Um, and then we got married in 2012, so we've been married for about eight and a half years at this point. Um, Let's see. I worked as an engineer for a few years, and then I moved on to teaching uh, high school math, which is really fun. It's a really something that I um, feel I felt called to, and I still feel called to. Um, but at this time, like you mentioned, I have um, kind of moved toward taking a break in order to be home with my boys all the time. I was teaching online, but it's just a lot with little ones around. So I um, am home with my boys all day. Um, I have two little boys and um, we're kind of getting started on homeschooling as they get older. I'm not sure what the future holds as far as homeschooling, but we're starting out with it. And when my oldest son, who's now about five, um, when he was tiny, um, I was on maternity leave and kind of summer break from teaching. And I'd been practicing hand lettering at the time. And I kind of looked around and thought, you know, teaching is a very, very stressful job. And now that I have this little one, I want to be home with him as much as I can. And so I thought maybe I can start something that would give me the ability to be home with him more. And so that's how my small business Annunciation Designs was started. And so that has been open almost five years. I started with greeting cards. And then from there kind of branched out into other areas that I saw a need 
um, in the, the kind of Catholic world for um, certain products. And so my husband and I learned to screen prints. And so we make teas and tea towels and baby swaddles. And we also um, sometimes will work with other artisans to have certain designs um, made into things like mugs and um, other products like that. So that's kind of the story of um, Annunciation Design starting as well. And so that kind of brings us to today where I am home with my boys uh, running a small business. That's awesome. I feel like a lot of moms that go, go ahead and get started um, doing some sort of small business or small pursuit because of the like motivating factor of wanting to be home with their kids, because obviously your kids aren't going to be little forever. Um, and so that's really cool how you were able to use the gifts and the talents that God gave you to be able to ultimately create a business so that you can stay home with your children. Yeah, we, we kind of looked at our finances. And at the time we thought, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay home. And so that was really the push that I was like, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> and, you know, we've been so glad that that's been able to happen. It's been so good for kind of our family life and being able to really settle in in the evening and have time together and not just kind of rush through everything, which I know would be the reality if I did have to go to work. And it is the reality for a lot of people. And so we've been just so thankful <laughs> that it's worked out for me to be home. For sure. So how do you balance everything? Because obviously a business takes a lot of time and children and family life takes a lot of time. And like your relationship with God also takes time. So how, how do you um, find yourself being able to balance all of it? I think it's just kind of deciding what's important and that can change all the time, but just kind of looking at what do we think is important right now for us? That is a lot of um, the house is not as clean as we would all like it. And that's okay with us right now. Um, and the boys have been really good about kind of giving me some time to, you know, answer emails during the day or kind of catch up on something they do um, well with like quiet time and, and naps and such. So I have a little bit of time during the day. Um, and really, it's just about that's where we put our energy. That's, you know, what what I want to be doing. And so at night, instead of watching a show on Netflix, which, you know, a lot of people rightly take that time to relax and do that, um, that's, you know, when I'm drawing instead. And so it's still something relaxing. It's still, um, you know, good for me and, and is part of a conversation with God, but it contributes to this business as well. And so that's kind of how we put it all together to make it all happen. Um, you know, and, and so many things get dropped and we just kind of have to look at that and say, well, we really wish that, you know, there weren't you know, things all over the floor and the floors might actually be swept eventually, but it's just, you know, not always where we are. And so we kind of focus on that as a family on what we want to be doing and just have to let the rest of the things slide. For sure. So how did your relationship with your husband kind of impact your decision to stay home? And once you started your business, was there any impact on your relationship, either positively or negatively? That's such a great question, because I think when you start talking about, um, you know, priorities, of course, there there's, can be differences in priorities between two different people. And so um, for my husband and I, we both grew up with um, our 
our moms staying home with us. And so it just kind of was something we really appreciated and something we wanted to bring to our family. So luckily we were on the same page about that. That made it easy to kind of work towards that. Um, and then starting the business was really hard at first. Um, I can get really, really involved in kind of the creative things I'm working on and just want everything else to just kind of not bother me, not intrude. And, um, you know, that can be hard when, you know, my husband would like to spend time with me or not have me go to a coffee shop every Saturday morning to try to get work in. And so it's really taken, you know, like I said, we've been open five years now and it's really, really the last like year and a half, I feel like we've really hit a stride with how much I want to be working and um, how much time I want to set aside for not working. And so that's been a constant conversation with my husband and it does take, um, you know, both of us being understanding. He um, has been kind of learning how much this means to me and how good it is for me to have this creative outlet. And then I've also learned how much I need to rein it in and um, not let it take over everything and kind of fit it into one slot of this is my time to work and then leave time for um, having time to just to relax with him and having time to work as a or to uh, play as a family um, where you know we we have a garden in the summer and you know being able to work on that together um, and so it's definitely been a a learning process and through that my husband and I have had to continually um, talk about our priorities and come to an agreement on what where we're going to put our time and our effort and so all of that has really helped us to learn about each other and to grow together in what we want our family to look like and we always try to be really intentional with not just kind of letting things slide and slide um, as far as where our family is headed um, we try to look at what is it that we want our family to look like and how can we get closer to that ideal. For sure. So what made you decide to actually make your hobby into a business? So because obviously you kind of started out as a hobby, but at some point there has to be that decision that, okay, I'm actually doing this for real now and um, I'm going to make a business out of it so that I could be profitable. Yeah, I think I really set up the whole business from the beginning with um, greeting cards because I knew that it would be very low investment. Um, mm -hmm. So I was working digitally. I still work digitally. I didn't buy a whole bunch of supplies. And then I didn't have to buy a whole bunch of, um, you know, products to stock. Um, I would just have cards printed as orders came in. And so it really started off as, like you said, kind of hobby, but without a lot of, um, financial investment. And then as it grew, it, it kind of, I don't think we ever really made a big decision that it was where we were really going to grow it. Um, actually, what kind of decided it for us was um, when I first started it, like I said, my son was little, I went back to work that year part-time teaching um, and, and ran and started growing the business. And then I probably would have honestly tried to continue that for a while. Um, but we ended up moving. And so I left the job I was at 
and started teaching just a tiny bit online to kind of keep up with things. And that really was that kind of decision that we made because of life circumstances um, was what then enabled me to have more time and ability um, to grow the business. So it kind of, it kind of just happened, but in a way that we knew was good for our family. So kind of along those same lines then, was there a big learning curve in actually having a business or because I feel like, cause I'm a creative person. Um, cause I'm a, I do photography. I feel like in the creative space, it's sometimes difficult to wrap our minds around the business aspect of the business and like all the financials and stuff like that. Um, because we're obviously gifted with creativity. Um, but was the, actually setting up a business and starting a business hard? That's a good question. I do know that that is, yeah, something that a lot of creatives um, have to kind of work at. For me, since my husband and I have that engineering background and the, the kind of math side, I was never too intimidated, especially by like the financials. I really understood all of that. Um, there was, for me, it was more the like sales, like not wanting to kind of put myself out there or um, ask people, you know, to buy my um, products. Um, that's what I really had to work on. And it really just kind of naturally developed. I started, um, I wanted to, you know, sell these cards. And so I just kind of started posting about them uh, a little timidly. And it's just, I've just kind of grown my confidence as we kind of go along and I see what things resonate and don't and can kind of learn how to speak to my audience um, in a way that actually really helps them. And that's one thing that helps me feel great about growing my business and about actually selling my products is people uh, tell me that, you know, they really appreciate the things that I post, or they really appreciated something that I sold. It's something they couldn't find somewhere else. And so that's really helped give me the confidence that like, okay, I'm not just like pushing this on someone. They actually really appreciate it and want to buy it from me. So it's worth, you know, for me, it was worth learning to be salesy, you know, in a nice way. And, you know, for someone else, I think it would be worth learning to, you know, figure out the forms or the tax side of it or the, the financials as well. For sure. Um, what advice would you give to a young woman who is considering staying home or wanting to stay home with her children and um, looking to make that transition, but may, might be struggling with trying to decide if it's the right decision for her to do at that time. What advice would you give to her? I have actually had this conversation with some of my sisters-in-law as they, um, you know, they have little ones and just trying to figure out what is this going to look like. And I think that conversation, you know, with your husband, I think it's just so important to look at what do we want our family to look like? And I don't think there's a right answer for everyone. I think for our family, it was very clear that both of us trying to work as hard as we could, because we're both very, we both really liked our work um, and can give it a lot of our effort. And it just felt like, what is that going to leave for our kids? Um, and we felt like that wasn't wasn't going to leave them with, you know, the kind of attention and, and life that we wanted to leave them with. And so I think for someone else just looking at, is this what we want for our family? 
And then I think everything else will really tend to work itself out. I think a lot of people get hung up on the finances, which, you know, like I said, when we first started um, down the path of me staying home, our finances weren't there for it to really work out. But we just had to kind of hope that things would, would happen along the way that would make it possible for us. And they really have. And I've heard that from so many other families who, you know, were more open to life than maybe they felt comfortable with or, uh, right. Staying home with their kids. Like, I think if there's a call there that you feel like it's the right thing to do, even if it doesn't really make worldly sense that it will totally work out. And it, I, I personally think that it's such a beautiful gift to be able to stay home, especially when your kids are littler mm. and just be able to pour everything into them, raise them. Um, you know, the first couple of years are just so important developmentally and kind of how they perceive the world. And so it's so important for us just for our kids to feel safe and nurtured and loved. And especially, like I said, those first few years. And if that's something that you know, someone listening that, that you think you are called to as well. Um, I just encourage you to try it and you can kind of dip your toes in like I did. I always, I kind of do things in little steps. So, you know, I worked part-time and then I just taught a little bit and kind of dip my toes in. It doesn't have to be a huge, scary transition either. For sure. I really like how you said, um, I forget how you phrased it exactly, but basically saying that um, if, just like trusting that it's going to work out if you feel called to do it and to take that leap of faith. Um, Cause I think that is super hard, especially in our day and age today where the secular world tells us that as women, we should be working um, and we should be doing all of the things. But a lot of people I think do feel called to stay home with their children and that's okay. And God will still provide for you even if you aren't out there working a nine to five for like the rest of the world, he's still gonna take care of you. Yeah. And I think it, it can be scary because you don't, you can't always see how it's going to work out. Um, but for us, I mean, we really looked at the finances and knew like, okay, we're going to be able to eke by <laughs> if we go for it now. Um, and I think realizing that having every day at home with your kids, as hard as it is, I'm not saying it's um, easy, but as, as hard as it is, it's so beautiful. And comparing that with like, if I worked, you know, we could take a, a vacation every year, which we don't right now or something like that. Um, and comparing those two things makes it clear for me, you know, with my calling that, that being home every day is, you know, what's right for our family versus having some extras. And so I think you just have to listen to, to what feels like it would be the best for your family. For sure. So what would your number one piece of advice be for the young bride that's listening right now? So in her first year of marriage or maybe engaged to be married? Let's see. I think that first year of marriage, we had, we had heard from everyone kind of going into marriage prep and, and um, you know, showers, everyone gives you advice and such. Um, we'd heard that the first year of marriage was going to be really hard. And I think for us, it wasn't so much the first year of marriage. It was maybe like kind of the second and third where we kind of, um, for us, you know, dealing with a little bit of infertility and such. Um, 
it was just kind of, it's, I think it's like transitions. <laughs> transitions are hard um, for, for two people to come together and, and make sense of it all. And so I think I'd tell a kind of newlywed or, or soon to be newlywed, um, I think it's just so important to communicate as much as you can with your spouse and to learn and to learn the ways that they communicate, you know, when, when they're quiet, what does that mean? When they get angry, where is that coming from? Um, and, and you're not going to learn it all at once. We're still learning that, you know, eight years in, um, but just being open to learning those things and to kind of giving up how you see a situation to enter into how they see the situation. Um, and just, I mean, communication, I know everyone says it, but <laughs> it is everything in a marriage um, and is really the only way to keep it going. That is really good advice. And yes, communication definitely is um, very key, I think, to keeping a marriage um, alive. And I really like how you said, um, just learning those little things, like if somebody is being quiet, what do they, like, what is, what is normally going on during that time, especially like during an argument, like sometimes people will be closed off um, to mm -hmm. like know, okay, maybe she's being quiet or he's being quiet. Um, he might need some space and we'll just come back later. Um, so I'm just kind of being aware of that, I think is super important. Well, as we are wrapping up our time together, I have one final question for you that I ask to all of my guests. Mm -hmm. And that is, what is your favorite Bible verse or passage and why? I like this question. I um, immediately, the verse that came to mind um, was one that I kind of randomly came across in like a short little snippet at a presentation I was at um, when we were in the middle of, like I mentioned, some infertility before um, we were expecting our first son. And um, the actual phrase um, comes from Exodus um, 3.12. And so um, God is calling Moses kind of before, um, before he goes to Egypt and, and leads people out, God's calling him and he's Moses is like, I, I don't know if I'm up for this. And um, he's kind of questioning God. And, and so the passage is God answered, I will be with you. And there's kind of more to it in the story, but just seeing that little phrase, God answered, I will be with you is something that I have held on to in times where I've really needed that hope, that reassurance that God is there with me. He's answering me. You know, God answered. That's part of, um, part of what really draws me to this is God's answering me. I may not hear it. I may not understand it right now. I may not feel like I'm up to it like Moses didn't, but he's answering me and he's going to be right there with me in whatever it is. And it's just given me so much hope along the way, it's still um, something that I, I literally keep it in my wallet um, to just come across it all the time and rely on it when I need it. That's beautiful. And I, I like how you went to Exodus because not many people go, to, I mean, some people go to the Psalms and stuff, but <laughs> not many people go to Exodus. So I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, that's an Exodus. How does that fit in? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a fun little a little snippet in there. So 
Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Elaine, for coming on the show today. If people want to find you or your business online, where could they best do that? Yeah, our, my business is at AnnunciationDesigns.com and we're at Annunciation Designs on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Elaine. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks so much, Anne. And thank you everybody for tuning in and I will see you again on the next episode. God bless you. You have been listening to the Catholic Brides podcast. If you enjoyed this content, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, I invite you to either message me on Instagram or send me an email at catholicbrides at gmail.com. I look forward to having you join me again, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful and blessed day.